0: Hi, I'm Phoebe Rubin, and I'm
1: 73 years old. And I'm Erica Tanamachi, and I'm 40. We are making a documentary about working women over 70 called Work While You Have the Light. This podcast profiles many of the women we've met along the way who continue to innovate and contribute to our society. They are artists, designers, store
0: clerks, doctors, teachers, dancers, and more. They surround you in the grocery store, they sit next to you on the bus, and often go unnoticed. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Today, we get the pleasure to interview Barbara Levine. Barbara is a licensed professional counselor. She attended Michigan State University for her undergraduate degree, then moved to the Washington DC metro area,
1: where she worked in the field of hospital personnel management. While raising her sons, she completed her graduate work in counseling at George Washington University and worked part-time doing executive search. She then worked as a professional school counselor for 27 years.
0: For the last five years, she's been working as a licensed professional counselor doing mental health counseling for young children, teens, and adults. Her areas of specialty include anxiety, depression, and adjustment disorders. Barbara is 72.
1: Welcome to Work While You Have the Light, Barbara. Thank you for joining us today. Well, we'll just jump right in. Um, And we'll start with um, asking you just a little bit about your career. Was your career planned, or did life circumstances just lead you to your current career? Okay, well, it was quite a journey. Uh,
2: And I guess you could say um, it started with, uh, as a child, my, my mother was very insistent that each of us have a career. I was the eldest of five children, and I had two younger sisters and then two younger brothers. And my mother said to the three sisters, one of you is going to be in a doctor, one is going to be a lawyer, and one is going to be a nurse. And I was supposed to be the lawyer. And my sister chuckled when I reminded her of that because she said, that's because you argued all the time. Um so as it turned out, um my sister was the attorney. Uh the sister who was supposed to become a nurse became a chiropractor and I became uh, a licensed counselor. Um so we all did end up with a career. So I would say that it began with the idea that um we all were going to have a career. Um uh, my my mother grew up in the depression and um understood the importance of being able to support ourselves. Uh, So um, we never had any doubt that we were going to be professionals. So that's, I guess, how it started. (laughs) Um, How did I end up where I am? Um, Perhaps you remember in school when you received career counseling. I recall in middle school, we took interest tests, um, and there were the Holland uh, career clusters. And the career cluster that I came up highest in was... um, human services, or social services. So I always knew that the careers I would seek would be in that cluster, but that's where my interest lay. So um, I went to undergraduate school. I did, for a while, major in social work, um, decided not to pursue that. Um, Fast forward to after I graduated, I didn't have enough, or I didn't want to incur more debt and go directly to graduate school. So I started working and I um, found work in hospital personnel management. So I worked in that field for about 10 years and ended up as a personnel director in a small hospital in Arlington, Virginia. Um, At the same time, I knew that I wanted to continue in graduate work. So I started my master's degree in counseling As I mentioned before, while I was working on my master's degree, I got married, had children, and I did other part-time work. I was um, working with executive search from home and um, did other part-time jobs. Um, And then um, once my children were uh, in preschool and elementary school, I decided to look for full-time employment. And by that time, I had my master's degree in counseling. Um, I, I really just uh, did cold calls. I did informational calls. I, would just call, I thought I wanted to be a school counselor maybe, so I just called schools and asked to speak with counselors. And I was very fortunate uh, in that I spoke with a high school counselor, a young man, who told me there was going to be a big hiring of elementary school counselors in our county. And so... I kind of got in the ground floor of that, and that launched my career for the next 27 years. Wow. So uh, that's how I I got into elementary counseling. Toward the end of that career, and I knew that it was coming to a close, um, I thought I needed to prepare for the next stage of my life. So um, I'd heard about um, licensed counseling, and I then did more research and found out what I needed to do. I needed to go back to graduate school, take more coursework. I had to prepare for a licensure examination, which was a big deal at that stage in my life. Um, And I did that. So um, I went to school at night, taking graduate courses while I was still working as a school counselor. And um, I took the examination um, and passed it. And that was about well, six years ago and and i was then became a licensed counselor um, so since i retired i worked with a small group practice uh, doing individual therapy and uh, some marital counseling some family counseling uh, in any case uh, that's what i've been doing for the last five years i don't see um, at this point any end date uh, i find it fulfilling i th- i think it's helpful to to my clients, and um, I intend to continue. Thank you for sharing all of that. Uh,
0: What a career. I think, um, you know, especially when I was reading your biography and I was looking at, you were raising your children, worked part-time, and went to school to get an advanced degree as well at that time, your first advanced degree, I guess. Right. So can you talk about that experience? Because, you know, we can say it like, oh, yeah, you were just doing all this, but living it, we all know, and most people who are listening to this, what that actually would entail. And it's a lot of work. And I guess what I just, we were curious sort of what motivated you to get that advanced degree and at that time of raising
2: children. A few things. Um, I would say I I knew that I needed to go back to work full time. We live in the Washington, D.C. area. And like the area you live in, it's um, a very, um, it's not an inexpensive area to live in. (laughs) So I knew that um, I needed to have a career. And I wanted to have a career that would be fulfilling. And so I needed the credentials. Um, I explored all of the graduate schools in the area. My husband happened to be a professor at George Washington University Medical School. So I got a little bit of a tuition break. And um, it was a a reasonable commute. So um, with my husband's support, I began taking classes part time in the evening so that he could be with the children. But I can recall... Him putting our older son in the car seat in the in the back and driving me in the evening to my courses and picking me up later. Wow! So I would just say setting goals, uh, knowing what's important. Um, and it was important for me to have a career, and I just did what I needed to do. So I guess it's it's partly grit, partly perseverance, <laughs> partly a vision.
1: Well. When you were growing up, did you have any role models that helped you to choose this career or to shape the way in which you got your career? Uh,
2: My mother um, was somewhat of an inspiration. Uh, She came from an immigrant family, and um, there was no way they could have afforded to send her to go to college, so even though she was from a very traditional religious background— she joined the Navy, which was unheard of in her tradition for a woman, and um, was able to go to college on the GI Bill and uh, completed a, I think it was a five year program in three and a half years, because that was all the GI Bill would cover in occupational therapy. So she was the first member of her family to get a college degree. Um, so I had the role model of a a mother who was very determined (laughs) and who was willing to go against tradition, (laughs) um, to pursue her goals. Um, so I would, I would say that she was somewhat of a role model. I didn't really have a role model in counseling per se, but I knew that that was one of my interests. As I said, started in middle school when we, Took batteries of interest tests, and that came out as um, a high interest of mine.
0: That's pretty big that you remember that, because I'm sure I did that too. But mm-hmm. who like actually mm-hmm. keeps that in their brain?
2: Like, oh, okay, great, <laughs> <laughs> moves on. Right? Well, I even rem- I even remember my what my sisters' interests were. So I, I mean, it was it was something that really stuck into my in my mind, and it's actually a tool that school counselors still use. And career counselors still use. And it
0: also makes me wonder if because that conversation was happening at home with your mom saying you need to have mm-hmm. a career and mm-hmm. this is what you're going to do. Right. Uh, that maybe that made sense then also just to be really pay attention like, okay, here's this this quiz and this is what I'm going to do.
2: It doesn't seem that unusual to me that I would be still working at my age. Um, I just, I think I, I mentioned that to you previously that Living in the Washington, D.C. area, um, we're immersed in national and international news all the time. So I'm very aware of women role models. There's Nancy Pelosi and Janet Yellen and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, all of whom um, have or did work well into their 70s or even 80s. So uh, I, have, I also have several women friends who are either working Uh, Or who are doing substantial volunteer work, either as docents at the the Smithsonian or other historical sites. Um, One of my friends is still teaching calculus at the university level. Uh, Another friend is still working full time in schools. So to me, it's not that unusual uh, to be continuing to work. And I'm not sure that's true in every geographic region of our country, but it so happens I live in Washington, D.C., metropolitan area. Did
1: you feel then, did you feel when you turned 70 or maybe even 65, did you feel just around you just that this idea that uh, women weren't, most, a lot of women, there was this idea that after 65 or 70, women didn't pursue their careers any longer, or they didn't start something new, they just, it was an idea, certainly, that our, we grew up with, with our parents. I would say
2: that in the school system I worked in, um, it was very apparent that uh, as women got older, that their opportunities diminished greatly. Uh, and I will share that I there was a point at which I thought I might want to change schools, and I was in my early sixties and I went on interviews at other schools and I'm thinking of one interview in particular. Um, I was interviewed by a young assistant principal and he interviewed me for over an hour. And at the end he, he said to me, I love interviewing older people. I learned so much from you. After that, I never heard anything back. Um, And I went on another interview and was told that the other staff members would not accept accept my employment. And he didn't explicitly say why, but I'm sure age was a factor. So I would say that um, one needs to really be aware of the work culture. And if if you don't think they're open to working with older people, Leave. But there are work cultures that are not open to having older women, and I generally think it's not worth wasting your time uh, and to move on to other opportunities that are more realistic. And working in private practice, there is a lot more
1: accepting of older people. Well, it's probably an advantage also, I would think, in private practice. Yes, I would say
2: so, because life experience is really very valuable. I think we need to be realistic about how open certain employers are to having people who are mature. Yeah, it's a really good point. Were there any
0: defining moments in your life and career that guided you to where you are now?
2: I think I was just very fortunate in who I met and what opportunities presented themselves. As I mentioned, when I was employed in, uh, at, in the, initially as a school counselor. They, there just happened to be a big hiring at that time. Had I been looking a few years earlier, I probably wouldn't have been able to get into the system. So I just think really uh, networking is very important. Joining professional organizations that are related to one's interests is very important. Uh, getting to know other people in the field and... You know, just putting yourself out there is really important and being available when opportunities arise. So I I was just lucky, I think. Hmm. And also I was assertive.
1: Right. <laughs> and persistent. And persistent, right. Well, Barbara, can, would you talk a little bit about the value of work for women uh, regarding self-esteem and uh, how your career has affected your self-esteem? Well, I think... Um, going along
2: with the existentialist philosophy that uh, people need to find meaning in their life. And I don't think it just happens. (laughs) I think it's something very often you have to um, seek. And um, I find the work I'm doing rewarding. I think I'm helping other people and I find it interesting. So I would say it, it has just given me some meaning to my life, in addition to my family, of course, and my friends.
0: Why are you choosing to work after 70? And has your approach to work changed?
2: I will turn that around and say, why not? Um, I'm healthy, thank God. And, and I do work at that, by the way. I exercise and I try to eat a healthy diet and try to stay mentally healthy myself. So I'm healthy. Um, It's nice to have a little extra income. I find it rewarding. I can still do the work. So why not? And there was no one moment at age 70, because I've been doing this for five years.
1: Well, why not? That's a great answer. We've we've talked about this before, this idea that what you said previously is that it's not a novelty to be an older woman who is vital and interesting and curious and alive and yet in the culture uh, there's this idea that people are still surprised it's like oh you're over 70 and you're still working or you're over 70 and you started something new uh, that surprises me that that still holds in a lot a lot many parts of this of our culture and this country can you address that I don't think we have to look far in our
2: culture, if you look in mass media, to know that there are huge divides on how people view life and all sorts of issues in our our country. And I I guess I would only say that I'm fortunate to live in a geographic region where the educational level is very high. I haven't been confronted too much with um, some of the other attitudes. But I appreciate the fact that that is really not true in a lot of places in our country.
1: Right, right. Or the world. A lot of places in our country and in the world, I, I guess, would look at us and think that we had an expiration date and that we've sort of hit it. Uh, uh, I think that it requires, in a lot of places, a little strength and courage, though, to be over 70 and just keep going.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I would say that's true. and I. I guess one word for that is grit, Um, or just really not caring that much about what other people think. What advice would
0: you give to a woman approaching 50 who thinks that she may be getting too old to continue in her career or too old to start something new?
2: Um, I would say don't believe it. (laughs) Um, I would explore what kinds of careers are available in her geographic region, in her areas of interest. Uh, If she needs advanced training to explore what educational opportunities there are, find out what credentials she needs, start, as I mentioned before, networking, join professional organizations in the areas of her interest, attend seminars, um, take classes, um, do some informational interviews, call people. If she thinks she's interested in a career, call a person and see if you can make an appointment to talk with them, see how they got into the field.
0: And how do you advise a woman to stay true to herself throughout her career and life and to be her most trusted authority?
2: Hmm. That's a tough question. (laughs) I I guess I would just say um, you need to stay true to your interests and uh, your values and um, not let negative people get you down take good care of yourself. I guess those would be the key things and be persistent and be willing to be flexible. If you run into a, a dead end, if you pursued something and it looks like it's not going to work, try something else until you find something that's, that's um, rewarding. Women who have the best mental health are those who have a group of women friends through life. I love that. Yes. Yes. Is that, that, is that like a study that's been done? Or is there have that, been, yes. But I, and also from my personal experience that uh, having a support group of women is vitally important in life, whether it's dealing with parenthood or relationships or work or whatever, life transitions. It's a tremendous cushion and a tremendous support.
0: I would say also almost everyone we've interviewed— probably everyone we've interviewed have talked about their girlfriends in one way or the other and the vital importance of that they are in their lives. Right. Yeah. There's definitely something there about women in community that I just don't think men have or as much of. I mean, I don't, I think actually they probably should, there probably should be more men friend groups, but I just, I have so many female friends that talk about their husbands not having not having friends
2: really right now they may not have had to as much as women either because they were accepted in the the world of work more readily Mm. in some ways not in some ways interesting
0: can you elaborate a little bit
2: more about what you're saying i'm curious Um, well we're we're focusing today on careers so i would Mm -hmm. say that Traditionally, anyway, men started their career, and they didn't take 10 years off to have children. They continued. They were accepted in the world of work. um, And so they may not have needed the support
1: of a group of men outside of work as much as women.
0: Interesting.
1: I also think that women are more willing to show up personally uh, than men are. I think that when men are together... The depth of conversation and kind of the the heart just doesn't seem to be there as much as it is for women. I mm. think that's, and I think that's really necessary to keep going. I've spoken to so many women who have gone through very difficult times and said, "I don't know if I could have made it without my girlfriends." Mm. So that is that is crucially important. And I, I would second
2: that. I, my my husband does have male friends. He belongs to a book club and a other group. But it, it always amazes me that. They don't talk about personal things. Yeah. Yeah. They really don't. I some of his friends' families have gone through major changes and he doesn't find out about them when he talks with his male friends. I have to find out from the women. So, they talk about different things for sure.
0: Yeah, that's it's interesting though, like that women community helps get us through and support us through life mm-hmm. because That's, it's just that important. It
2: is very important. So I would say that's, that's key to um, re-entering the uh, career force, workforce. Barbara, what are you most proud of? You know, I don't dwell on that. (laughs) So I'll have to think a moment. I have two wonderful sons. Um, They're adults. And um, I've been married for almost 45 years. Um. And I have wonderful friends. Uh, I, I'm proud of my career. So I guess those are some of the things I, I'm proud of. Uh, I don't dwell on that though. I'm too busy. I'm too busy living right. <laughs> <laughs> to keep to keep score. Oh well, let's see. What am I proud of? <laughs> I'm still living, so that's what I'm. I'm
1: living day to day. Well that's also very good advice cuz you're really just saying just stay in mm-hmm. the moment, just be present in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well we have um a few questions which I think I mentioned earlier um that we have uh kind of borrowed from Inside the Actor Studio which was on PBS for years and years with James Lipton. And so I'm going to ask you a few of the same questions that he asked his guests, okay? And okay, and the first one is: What is your favorite word? Life.
2: I guess life. Lachaim, lachaim, life to life to life, lachaim.
1: <laughs> Great. Mm. And love uh, that. Yes. What What would be your least favorite word? Hopeless. What would you say is your most marked characteristic? for yourself? Uh, that's
2: really hard. I would, I would say that I try my best um, to live my life as the, at the, uh, the fullest I can and take advantage, of, take advantage of my life and all the advantages I have.
1: Well, that's great. That's an important one. Thank you.
2: Do, when you look
0: into the future, do you have plans, like anything in particular, or are you just looking forward day by day?
2: You know, I'm always thinking ahead, and that is something I would I would suggest to women. Uh, even if you find something you like doing, um, be thinking about the next stage because no stages last forever. So I'm already thinking about what I might do when I'm done doing this career. I'm just thinking that at some point I will stop working. And I think it's really important for each of us to know that moment uh, when we should leave and leave with dignity. Because there there will be a time when either I will not be able to continue doing what I'm doing or I will not be able to. And so I hope that I'll know when that point is.
0: I love that. And I love what you just said and shared.
1: Thank you so much, Barbara. Thank for you. For just sure. coming forward like you have and, and, and sharing your, your thoughts and your life and yourself with us. We really appreciate it. Sure. You're welcome. It's been fun. This
0: podcast is produced by Phoebe Rubin and Erica Tanamachi. Original music composed by Jose Gonzalez Granero. Thank you for listening and we look forward to sharing our next conversation with you.